So again, Father's Day. Here, here's what I've discovered. The number one message that's the toughest message for me to figure out and to, to prepare for is a Father's Day message. And number two is Mother's Day. It's just hard. It's, it's, it's one of these things where in my mind I'm thinking, what am I going to say this year that you haven't heard? Because, you know, year after year, it's like, how many, Jack, you probably dealt with this, didn't you? Like, what do you do on Father's Day? How, how do you, there's a, so many reasons why it's like, what are we going to do with Father's Day? So here's what I do. I have two or three or three or four um, preachers that I follow, and I listen to their messages just for, for, for material. I listen to their messages on, on Scripture I'm preaching on to see if I'm in an alignment with, with um, you know, with proper Scripture and, and um and so I went to listen to their messages, and here's what I discovered. These guys ditch out on Father's Day. None of them had Father's Day messages. It's like they, they purposely scheduled their vacation during Father's Day, and they have a guest speaker. So that didn't help me out. So, so, so I just struggle with how do you put together a Father's Day message that, no, that maybe you haven't heard? And, and here's, the, here's the other reason I figure it's a, hard, it's a hard day to preach a message. You know, Mother's Day comes around, and we could tell mothers, you guys are wonderful. You're nurturing, nurturing. You know, you, you've given up. You know, you've, you've gone through pain of having a baby. And we, we could build mothers up in such a beautiful way. Most Father's Day's messages end up being like this hammering of fathers for not, like, stepping up. You know, like, come on, Dad, step up. Like, all you do is sit on the couch and drink beer and watch football. And when I hear that message, I think, that doesn't sound like a bad Sunday afternoon. You know, how many of you would say, you know, Sitting on the couch drinking beer and watching football, that sounds like encouragement to me, not berating, you know. So it's like, man, it's hard to come up with a message. Here's the other reason. We all walked into this room today with a different emotion or a different set of lenses on how we view Father's Day. So some of us, you know, maybe you're a brand new dad and you're wearing your, your world's greatest dad t-shirt today. And life's wonderful, and you're just excited for this new adventure that you've stepped into. For some of you, you're walking in because you've lost your father, you know, and your, your dad's not around. And so you have this emotion that, hey, my dad's not here today. And, and so you're, you're remembering your father. And maybe it's a good thing that you're remembering him, but you're missing him because he's not around. And then there's also the case where Father's Day was not, you know, remembering your dad is not such a good thing. Some of us had some, some rough rough, you know, childhoods and some rough situations with our fathers. Our, our fathers, you know, didn't quite cut it or didn't quite step up. And so it, it, it brings an emotion that, you know, puts us all over the map. And so how do I, how do I approach that? What do I do in this situation? So, so here's, here's what I decided I, I need to do. First off, my goal is that the dads that are sitting in here, that when you walk out of here, you can be encouraged on some level. You can be encouraged that, hey, God's, God's given you tools God's equipped you, and, and God's cheering for you as you parent and as, you, as, you, as you're a dad to your kids. Um, so that's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping that, that we, you know, dads who walk out of here going, I can do this. I can continue to do this. Um, also, I, I want to encourage and, and, and just, you know, maybe give some encouragement to, to those that are, that this is a rougher, rougher time. Father's Day is just hard for you. Your dad missed the mark on some stuff. And so I'm hoping that through this next 20 or 30 minutes that you could find some encouragement knowing that, that you have a Father in heaven that truly loves you, like what we've just spent a lot of time singing about, that you have a God that looks at you as, as, as his child. Like, you know, he's looking down saying, that's my child, and he's cheering for you. And that you could be encouraged that 
you can bypass some of the junk that maybe took place in your life with your dad and, and look to the Father and, and see, see God through a, through a different set of lenses this morning. Is that kind of, is that kind of fair? So, so here's how I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. I'm going to share my journey as a dad. And, um, you know, along the way as a father, there's been different things that I've endeavored to do and be as a, as a dad. And, and I think for all dads, when we start off, we say, you know, we're going to be the greatest dad ever. And so I, I want to just share kind of the path. And, and through that, what I want to do is show how these certain points in my journey as raising my kids, I've recognized that they are, they are connections to God the Father. They are, they are reflections of God the Father that, that built within me have been these desires and these abilities that were built into me from God the Father. And, and the reason they were is because we are made in, in, the, in God's image. This is something we've talked about before, isn't it? That we're made in God's image. It says we were, God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. We've talked about this. You can read this in the very beginning of the Bible, that when, when God said, let's now create man and woman, he created us in his image. And what I say, see that that verse says is that, that there are things about God that are built into me. There's, I'm an image bearer of God. Have you heard that term? You, you might have heard that term actually on Mother's Day. We are image bearers of God. And so what that means is that when I look in the mirror, if I was able to look into the, the internal mirror of, of my makeup, of my soul, of my spirit, of who I am, I, I, I have reflections. There's things about God that you see in me. And so that means that as a father, I'm an image bearer of God the Father. Things of me within me as a father bear image to God. And so when you see me as a dad or when you as a dad are nailing it, like you're, you're loving your kids great, you're, 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 you're encouraging your kids, you're leading your kids, you're guiding your kids, what's happening is the image of God is coming out in you as you raise your kids or as you've loved your kids. Now there's a flip side to that, that we also are born into a world of sin and we have a sin nature. And so when, as a dad, you see me messing up, or I've, I've missed it, or when your dad has missed it, that's the sinful nature that takes over. And, and the encouragement here is that dads, as we, as we draw close to God, and as we look to God our Father and, and submit our lives to him, that, that the image bearer part of God can come out in us. As, as we learn to walk in the spirit and do away with the things of the flesh, the image of God can come out in us and we can raise our kids so that they see God through us. Does that make sense? So, so, so most of you guys know my journey started with Morgan, who's 17. She's going to turn 18 here in a few months. And I have three kids, so Zach's 13, Morgan's 17, Ashley's 15. And for the, for the sake of Morgan, because she's the oldest, I'm going to kind of pick on her this morning. Um, Morgan's going to turn 18. There's been talk about kicking her out of the house. Um, <laughs> Most of that talk has come from her siblings. Uh, you know, they're constantly telling me, Dad, you know, because we're in the process of looking for a house to buy. Dad, we only need three bedrooms. Morgan's gone soon. And I'm like, Morgan doesn't have to go when she turns 18. But we have this in our, in our culture. You know, it's the, you turn 18, you're now an adult. You, 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 you know, you, can you vote at 18? You could vote. Um, you could buy cigarettes and lottery tickets, I think. So you're an adult. Once you could do those three. And... Um, and so, you know, the, we, our culture says it's time to, you know, fly the roost, kick him out of the nest type of thing. And, and so I look at Morgan and I say, you know, there's these things that along her path of her life, 
I've endeavored to be to her or to instill in her as a father. And so, so I'm going to pick on Morgan now. I'm going to tell Morgan's story as I see it. Um, and she, I've warned her that I'm going to do this. Now, there's one part of the story that's a completely fabricated lie. Okay? I'm just, I'm just giving that disclaimer. You guys can talk to her and she'll, you could try and pick out which one's a lie. But I needed it for the sake of an illustration, so I had to build it into the story of Morgan. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's a lie. I'm just telling you. But maybe you won't know it. But if you, if you want to try and guess, you can. But so, so Morgan was born, and, and I held little baby Morgan in my arms. And she was beautiful. I remember one of the most precious moments was that I came home from work. We, we laid, I laid on the couch with her in our arms, and we took a nap together. And I thought, this was wonderful. I took a nap with my daughter. She slept all the time, you know. She's a baby. But, I, you know, I'd, I'd hold her in my arms, and I would look at her, and I would, I would, like, baby talk to her, like, oh, you're so pretty. You're so cute. There's, you know, nothing you can do that can take away this powerful love I have for you. There was even a time when I, I, I wondered... How am I going to have other kids? How can I actually love another kid as deeply as I love this child? And so I would, I would just look at her and, and I would say, oh, you're so cute. And she would, you know, with her eyes kind of look back up at me and little lips. <laughs> as if she was ready to say something, her little face would turn red. <laughs> Destroy her diaper. That was my, like, impersonation of a diaper. And I, and I would think, I would think, you are my child. <laughs> you know, they say, like, father, like son, but it was, like, daughter, like father at that point. And, and here's what I would say. I would say that in that moment, I could tell you that I had complete, unconditional love for Morgan. There was nothing that this child could do. When she exploded her diaper, it was just like, oh, isn't that special? <laughs> That certain smell, that, that yellowish, gooey color, and let's clean it up and start fresh, and I love you. There's nothing I could do. Yeah, it's too much. It was too much. Thanks. There's nothing, nothing, nothing that could change my love for her. I was the perfect dad at that moment. But then there was that one day. Joe jo had left for the night. She had prepared the bottle told me how to heat it in the microwave or whatever you do. Or you had to soak it in hot water because the microwave killed the nutrients, right? Something like this. Okay. Didn't pay attention anyways. <laughs> it's time to feed Morgan. She's crying. She's like three months old. Morgan had lungs. This kid can cry, and she had a will that would not stop. Screaming. And I'm going, come on, Morgan. Take the bottle. Your mom made it for you. She wanted nothing of the bottle. She wanted mommy. There is nothing dad could do. And I'm, I'm just trying to love this child. Come on, calm down. I'm rocking her. I'm shaking her. I'm, you know, not shaking her. Yet. Yet. Seriously, I just gave, spilled the beans. But in my frustration, I lost it. And I did one of these, would you stop? And then it was like I was freaked out because I just shook my baby. And it was during that time where a whole bunch of babies seemed to be being shaken. And their little brains were bouncing around their head. And they were getting brain damage. And I realized, oh, I could go to jail for this. And, so there was my first blow it as a father, like, oh, my, I got so frustrated that my unconditional love, just because she cried, I just lost that unconditional love. I've, I've blown it first time because I shook my baby. And then there was another time when she was crying. I was trying to comfort her. We're in a Subway, Subway sandwich shop. Come on, Morgan. I forgot that there was a ceiling fan overhead. She took two blades before she came down. 
That's when Pam was spinning. It was like, crack, crack. <laughs> she cried even worse. Yeah, it's terrible, huh? Oh, I've done other stuff. Zach had a broken arm at two weeks old. So, I mean, yeah, child services was checking in on us on that one. Um, so, I, you know, my unconditional love wavered in those moments of frustration. Here, here's what I, here, because, and, and that's where the sinful nature, the, 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 the lack of, of patience, the lack of understanding comes in with me as a dad. But here, here's, here's, the, here's the connection, that God has an unconditional love for us, that regardless of how much we're whining and how much we're messing up, that that doesn't waver and that doesn't change. And it's because God is love. God is love. Here, here's, here's how I, I look at this. For me, I have this image in me of God, but I also have this nature that there's, there's this tension that, that is, is playing out. For God, his nature is love. It's his nature. It's who he is. And so here's what I think needs to happen. I think that for some people here this morning, this is where, what you need to hear for the message, that God loves you, period. Not because of, not in spite of, period, God loves you. And, and, and as we were praying this morning in the, in the office, we were talking about the message. And, and I realized that there's some people that when you screw up, you think that God is mad at you and loves you less. And maybe that's a, a, a tie-in from the relationship you had with your father that you couldn't do right. Every time you messed up, he, he, he smacked you. Every time he met, you messed up, he, he yelled at you and, and you, you felt like this distance happening. And so for you today, when you mess up with God the Father, you think that there's a distance that takes place. And what I feel like God wants to tell you is there is no distance. His love does not change for you. He loves you exactly the same. There's absolutely nothing that you can do that would cause him to love you less. And, and so for, for somebody here, or some of you here, maybe that's all you need to hear this morning, that God loves you unconditionally. You can lean into that. There's nothing you could do that would cause him to turn away from you or to be mad at you. Does that make sense? For dads, here, here's, what, here's where that, that comes into play, that we can be encouraged that built within us is a nature to love because we are image bearers of God and his nature is to love. So we have this ability to love. So when, you, when you're frustrated, when you don't know how you can go on as a father loving in the situation, lean into God. Lean into who he is in you, what he's put in you as an image bearer, and love because the Father loves you, and love because of your relationship with the Father. So, so God is unconditional love. He loves you. So Morgan and the kids grow older. And as they grow older, they want bicycles, right? All kids want bicycles. So it's my job to teach these kids to ride a bike. So we, we start off with training wheels. And, you know, you ever seen a kid ride a training wheel where they ride on the lean because they get used to that and they wear out the one wheel of the training wheel, and the other one's like brand new. And maybe maybe you realize it, and you're able to rotate it. The kids learn to ride the training wheels, and they get really comfortable with it. So there comes that moment where it's like, it's time to take the training wheels off. So we take the training wheels off, and you have to coach up your kid like, it's going to be okay. I'm going to hold on to the seat. I'm, I'm going to be your training wheels. I'm going to run with you. And so as a dad, you know, I get little Morgan onto this little bike and the training wheels are gone. And I, you know, I'm holding the seat and letting her feel the balance and everything. And we say, okay, let's get going. And we get her going down the road and, and she's doing it. And so I take my hands off and I'm excited. Like she's doing it. 
excuse me, the kid is riding the bike. And what happens is little Morgan, you know, is riding, and she looks back to see that, make sure daddy's there and realizes daddy's not there. And then the, the shakes and the wobbles come, crash, bloody knee, bloody elbow. So I run over and I say, oh, Morgan, you know, you're going to be okay. And I, I pick her up and I scoop her up in my arms and I'm, you know, trying to brush the dirt off. And, and I, I want to make the boo-boo go away. So, you know, a Band-Aid, a cookie. I want to heal the wound that she just received. And, and it's not just physical wounds. There, you know, there was this time with Morgan. She was in elementary school and she's learning to write. And we start seeing this thing being written around on notepads and on her school stuff that says, I love Milky. I love Milky. And I'm thinking, well, this is more confirmation that she's my daughter because I like Milky Ways too, Morgan. And we turned out, it turned out she was spelling it wrong. It was supposed to be Mikey. I love Mikey. That was a joke that didn't, but Milky, the Milky Way part was a joke. But she, you know, I love Mikey. And Mikey was the boy at school that Morgan's eyes were fluttering over and, and her heart was beating, you know. And, and she was, Mikey was going to be her boyfriend. She was going to marry Mikey. He was, his, he was her prince. Here's the problem. Mikey liked Sarah. <laughs> Mikey didn't like Morgan. And Mikey told Morgan, I don't like you. I like Sarah. So little Morgan's heart's broken. She's, her little heart's broken, and so she's, she's crying, and she's sad. And as a dad, I have this built in me to want to just comfort her broken heart and to, and to, and to love her into a place of understanding it's going to be okay. And here's the connection of the God image in me, is that God's the healer. God wants to heal. When Jesus, God sent Jesus to, to heal and, and repair this brokenness that happened because of sin with his creation in him. And, and through that, Jesus came and healed. It's, here's a, read the, listen to this. It says, wherever he went, in villages, cities, and countrysides, they brought the sick out to the marketplace. They begged him to let the sick just touch at least the fringe of his robe. And all who touched him were healed. Jesus was, was a healer of people in their physical needs. He was a healer of people in their spiritual needs. And not only that, but God wants to heal the, the brokenheartedness, the wounds. He, it says he heals the brokenheartedness. He bandages the wounds. And, and here's what I recognize, that on, on a Father's Day, there may be a lot of wounding, a lot of brokenheartedness because you've lost your father or because your father failed. The sinful nature poured out more than the God image in him. And you have a broken heart and you have a wound that's not been healed. And, and so for somebody here this morning, this may be your point of stopping. And you don't need to listen to anything else that we talk about this morning. You may need to recognize that I need God to heal my broken heart. I need God to heal this wound that has been inside of me because I need to be able to have relationship with the Father in a, in a, in a cleaner way. And, and so if that's you, here, here's what I would suggest. I would suggest that just stop listening and just, just close your eyes and just start asking God to heal what's, what's hurting in you. And, and to come and be that, that father to you that, that maybe your father wasn't. For dads, we can, we can lean in to know that we, we have this built in us. I mean, these dads that you guys are that have young kids still growing up, and, and even my kids with with starting to date and stuff like that, they're gonna, their hearts are going to be broken. Or I'm, I'm going to have failed them. And I have this desire. I want my kids to be whole. I want them the, 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 the pains in them to be away. I can lean into God 
as a dad and say, God, I need your help. I need your wisdom. I need your, 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 your understanding to pour through me so I can love my child in such a way that they understand that, that I want to be there for them. So God's a healer. Morgan grew as well as the other kids, and I wanted to teach them. So here, here's what I did. You know, they would put their hands up on the, on the stove, and I'd say, oh, no, honey, don't put your hand up there. It's hot. I wouldn't say that. What would I say? No! I would scream out, no! And I wanted to teach them because I knew I didn't want them to get hurt. But on the other side, not only did I, I not want them to get burnt, I, need, I wanted this, this desire in me to teach them to walk down a path in life that they'd be productive in life, that they'd contribute to society, that they, they would make wise choices in, in the, the, the boys that they date or for my daughter, the girls that, that he, he's attracted to. And, and ultimately, here's what I want. What did I say? You guys understand. It's on tape now. Um, but you understand. I mean, I, I, just want, I wanted to train them and teach them to, to just to, to do right in life. I wanted to train them, to, you know, to, 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 pick, to pick their dates, you know, and, and that, you know, they'd be proud to bring home to dad and mom type of thing. But ultimately, here's what I want to teach them. I want to teach them to have a heart for God. I want them to, to, to teach them that God has this heart for them and there's this connection that could be made that regardless of what takes place in their life, they have a God that loves them and they could go to God and lean into God for anything in their life. And I want to teach them that at a young age. I wanted them at a young age to come to a place of saying yes to Jesus, of, 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 of learning to love and worship God. And, and that's the God image in me, this desire to be a teacher. People from many nations will come and say, come, let us go to the mountain of the Lord in the house of Jacob's God. There he will teach us his ways and he will walk in, we will walk in his paths. For the Lord teaches, teachings will go out from Zion. His words will go out from Jerusalem. God's a teacher. This is built in me. This, dads, you, you, have, you have it built in you, this, this God image to teach your children to walk down a path that is straight. To, to teach your children to love Jesus, to fall in love with Jesus at, a, at an early age, to teach your children to continue to walk in the Spirit and walk in God. <clears throat> Jesus often was referred to as a teacher. He, he, he would go around, and, and, and he had his 12 disciples that he taught, and he, and he taught them the Father's love. He taught them to mimic what he did. He taught them to minister to people. Jesus said, you call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, because that is what I am. God's a, God's a teacher that wants to, wants to teach us. As a father, I want to teach my kids. Dads, be a teacher. Have your relationship with God locked down. Spend time with the Lord and teach your children what, what God's teaching you, what God's dealing with you. Morgan's about to approach 18, and because it's our society, we're going to kick her out of the house. You know, when Morgan was a child... When, you know how, you, how your kids, it's amazing. Three kids from two, the same two people, all are different kids. And so each kid starts to grow, and you, you start to see characteristic traits, and, 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 you know, their personalities start to come out. And you start to, Joe and I start to say, you know, what are they going to be when they grow up? You know, like, like Zach's going to be in the military. He was, like, all about the military for about four years. More, you know, Ashley, she's got her life planned out. Morgan... You know, what is she going to be when she grows up? Well, you know, when, when are we going to send her out? 
You know, she's a dread-headed, music-listening-to, latte-loving girl today. I love it. It's a great thing. And, you know, she, she has her own style. She has her own personality. She has her own desires. And she's approaching 18, and it's time for me to say, as a dad, I need to, I need to prepare my kid to send them out into the world. I've, you know, I've, I've tried to love my kid. I've, I've bandaged their wounds. I've taught them. It's time for me to send them out. Send them out into the world and, and be who God's created them to be. And hopefully to go out and make a difference for God's kingdom in this world and share the love of Jesus with, with the people that she comes into contact with. And that's a trait that I find that God has given me as an as a image bearer because God's a sender. God sent his son into the world. Why? To die for us. God sent his son to, to show love for us so that we can have relationship with him. If you read in the Old Testament, God sent out Abraham. He told Abraham, leave your, leave your country, leave your home, leave your family. Go out into an unknown place, and there you will be. I will establish you as the father of the children of Israel. God sent Moses. He said, go tell Pharaoh, let my people go, and you're going to lead Lead, lead my people into the promised land. And then Jesus, with his disciples, he said, just as the peace be with you, as the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And, and what I picture there is Jesus said, hey, I've walked with you three years. I've taught you what I, what I can teach you. You've seen, I've modeled my life to you. I've loved you the way the Father has loved you. And now I'm gonna send you out to continue to do the work that God will have for you. And so as a father, I, I have this, this God image in me to want to send my kids out into the world and, and do great things. So dads, we can be encouraging our kids to be seeking God for, for direction for their life. We can be encouraging our kids to, to love God in such a way that, that serving God and seeing God's kingdom come in their lives through, through us sending them out can be the most important thing in their lives. Here's the wrap-up. You guys can stand with me if you want. Just, just, just a wrap-up for just a reminder that for Father's Day, you have a father that loves you. There's nothing you can do. That will strip that away. So, so if you're if that's what you needed to hear, we're going to have ministry time in a few minutes, and you just if you need to come up and just and just have God love you, just either sit in your seat, come up, have somebody pray for you. God loves you. God's a healer. Some of us are have have just broken hearts. We have wounds in us that that we have not been able to shake, and we need God to come in and heal those wounds and replace what was stolen from us. And so, so don't walk out of here carrying the same wound that you walk in with. If, if you know, man, I'm brokenhearted over such and such a situation, we, we, we want to create space here for that to take place, and there will be people here that will pray for you. God's a teacher. God's a sender. Consider these things. Dads, consider that as, as image bearers of God, you have tools in your tool belt to love your children in a way that reflect God the Father. Be encouraged that you're not alone. Be encouraged that you're, you're, not, you're not helpless. Be encouraged that you have what it takes to be great dads. Be encouraged that you could kick out that sinful nature in your life that you've already screwed up maybe. 
because we all have. We've all fallen short. Kick that out and, and, and lean into God and let the, let the God in you shine through to your children. Be encouraged on Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. Let me pray. God, just, just uh, first off, just pray for the bonkies, Lord. God, would you use them in a mighty way? Lord, would you break their hearts as they, as they serve this next week? And, uh, yeah, just do great things through their trip. Lord, I pray for the, the students that are getting ready to leave, that, God, they would have encounters with you that would be anchors for the rest of their life that they would meet you in such a way that, that never would they, would they be able to forget it and they'll know that you are God. Lord, I pray for, for the people in here that, that just struggle on Father's Day. And God, I, I pray that you would just be a healer to them. God, I pray that they would be opening their hearts to you and submitting to you right now. And God, would you just come in in just a flood and, and wash out the pain, wash out whatever that that wound or that struggle that, that causes them to, to not see you clearly as the father who loves them unconditionally. And Lord, ultimately, would you just encourage the dads in here today to, to just to keep striving on? Would you encourage them of the tools that you've given them, of the image that you've given them? God, would you remove any lies that they would have of, of, of failure or lies of, of, of that it's over? But would you instill to them that you've, You've given them what they need to be great dads. And Lord, we love you. And you're, you're our father, God. God, it's, it's important that we know that you're our God, that you're our father. And that we can, like Mara prayed earlier, that we can crawl into your lap and we can, we can come to you like a child comes to their daddy. And God, thank you that you're, 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 you're that way with us, that you love us that much. In Jesus' name, amen.